0: Speaking the truth to the state capitol, This is Drive Time Lincoln with the Commander Jack Rickens, on the Voice of Lincoln, fourteen hundred and ninety nine three KLIN. All
1: right, folks. Wednesday, April twelfth. Here on Drive Time, hit yeah, Drive Time Lincoln. The wind has me all out of sorts, folks. It's uh, eighty seven, feels like eighty six, and the wind is twenty seven out of the south. Might as well be sixty miles an hour. Um, You're not making any field goals today into the wind. You might get a record downwind. Soccer goals, same thing. Into the wind, just play defense and pass. Uh, It's a windy day, and it looks like we're going to have quite a few, but... Spring is here, and that's pretty cool. Um, I'm definitely the host, Jack Riggins, uh, Restoring American Values and Bringing Common Sense to the Capital City. Johnny Cadillac's not standing at attention today, you... so he's scallywagging on me, You cracked me. producing the show. You cracked me before I even had a chance to stand at attention, so <laughs> I didn't have to stand at attention anymore at that point. Hey, I was I want... already cracked. Roger that. Uh, hey, I want to get right to the show because I'm really excited to have Stan Parker in studio.
2: Uh, Stan, welcome back. Hey, thanks for having me. Uh, I must be. I'm either doing well, (laughs) and you have me back, or I'm not doing well. You keep giving me another opportunity to. Well, the way I when I picked up your story as you um,
1: ran for mayor, and we had the primary, and uh, you know you are not continuing on to the general, but that's when I picked up your personal story and and everything. And as I followed it, one I thought it was so unique in the political sphere anywhere um, that you would set aside what you were doing and take time and effort to do this. And and we kind of explored those things, but I'd like to explore those more. But there's a journey here that then has kind of come to some conclu- conclusion. And, you know, I want to know about it. I want to know what you learned about our community, what you learned about. you, So all those things. And so, you know, to me, um, it you know, we can define winning and losing in so many different ways right. in life i as i've aged i define winning by growth which means i realized long ago i fail at almost anything i get into <laughs> but if i do don't learn, then I lose. Yeah. And so, as long as I learn things, you know, after time, I, I feel that the journey's been worth it. Um, so, I do. I appreciate you coming in and taking some time with us just to kind of recap and, and talk about your experiences. Yeah. And, uh, and you're always talking leadership, which a guy like yeah. me will always <laughs> buy into that. Yeah.
2: And I appreciate what you were just saying uh, because, you know, just realized over the years for myself as well, g- growth, the edge of growth, there's two things. One is uncomfortable. Right. <laughs> and number two, it's the edge of failure as well. Because if you're doing something you already know how to do that you're good at, you're not growing, right? So to step into something you've never done before, that's that's rot with failure right. and discomfort. And the two things that we do typically when we get older is we avoid discomfort and we avoid failing. We try to stay in that space that we that we know that we can succeed in. We
1: uh, get stuck.
2: We, it's easy to A get stuck. A little bit. It is easy, easy to get, get stuck.
1: Speaking of that, though, let's just mm-hmm. talk about that upfront because you're very successful kind of in everything you've done i suspect back to when you were a young person and you're able to make plans accomplish them, goals football you know running your own network and have a successful life and not everybody figures that out um but then this experience how do you view the fact that you know you got one-third of the vote yeah. you know what i mean because mm. some people would go oh he failed i don't see it that Damn. way but how do you see that? Yeah,
2: I don't see it that way either. <laughs> so in, in a number of different things. Again, first of all, like I said before, this is, this is a new space. I've never been in it before, mm-hmm. and, uh, and I didn't pay the experts to kind of lead me into that, everyone, not everyone, a number of people were like, who's your who's your campaign manager? Who's your campaign Most manager? Most traditional so got, political people would, would, would say,
1: you need to run the eye offense. <laughs> there's no other way to win.
2: <laughs> part of the, again, part of my wiring, which is some of my leadership wiring, is I, I had a perspective of how I would want it done. And uh, so I wasn't real reticent to just jump in with a campaign manager that was probably had his way or her way they were going to do it. Mm-hmm. So I had some perspective of of principles and, and approaches and I've got kind of a creative mindset and I do things for what I do for a living, quote unquote, what I do for what, I, what my day job is. Mm-hmm. I do a lot of things in terms of um, helping things advance, accelerate, promote. Uh, On our Christian radio station that I steward, I help steward. And uh, so I felt like I wanted to go into this space myself, which, okay, so this is a whole new thing. So the probability of success right off the bat is, you know, is reduced, you know, because it's not a space that I've been in before. So it's all going to be about learning and growing. But also, it is to do it in a different way in terms of the finances, mm-hmm. right? So to go into it and say, again, that which is part of my thing was I wanted to go into it principally, period. And however it turned out, it was going to turn out. And one of those for me principally was I wasn't going to put myself in any kind of position to either in a real sense or even a perceived sense, Uh, be able to be questioned about my 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 alliance my allegiance whether it's to the community or whether it's to a major donor right so um so and and also principally i felt like campaigns get overspent and Mm -hmm. can we do it a different way and so you know i spent five percent of what the other two candidates are, are postured to spend and uh and i got Ten thousand votes, you know, compared yeah. to nineteen for Geist and twenty whatever for uh, current mayor, and I go, that's not too shabby. Yeah, <laughs> you know, do, what, what? figuring it ourselves, but fifth, you know, five percent of the budget, uh, you know, all, uh grassroots, a lot of people jumping in enthusiastically. Yeah, that was a great run.
1: Yeah, one of the things when I first met you which was on the show and uh, we got to you eventually I mean it seemed late for me but I'm always trying to get to the political candidates boom was I, I distinctly remember when you laid out kind of the vision that you just not only described but enacted mm-hmm. going hmm we'll see if he's able to stick with that mm-hmm. that's just me being <laughs> the guy that's been watching you know local races and stuff um, I like the vision I liked the principles first. I, I totally agree with you when we talk about real and perceived influence or whatever. And it, and it is a, it can be a difficult balance, right? Um, but in the end, as I watched, I really started to enjoy the fact that what you said from the get go, you did. And you, you really ran with your way of campaigning, your way of, um, you know, using the money and not raising hundreds of thousands and and just letting it go. And like you said, I mean, success at a level that, um, given the other ways of operating, is pretty impressive. But let me ask you, because you mentioned the finances, and I think a lot of people in Lincoln have been calling into this show and others talking about the spending. And you're a private citizen now, and so I suspect that part of you running – and having that is just also a core belief in how you view politics, right. you know, b- besides everything else. But, and, and you stuck to it as a candidate. But how do you see that as many other Lincolnites do as politics nationally and even locally? You know, the money is just, you, you wanna, I wanna say, does anybody realize how many people we can feed with this much money? <laughs> right. Right. But I mean, where did that come from? And how were you able to stick to that principle? in kind of the competitive nature of politics.
2: Yeah, Yeah, it's who I am. Like You know, one of the things that you and I talked to off air about one of the first times I came in, you were like, hey, people go in ideally, and and how how are they able able to maintain that ideal when they hit the reality Mm -hmm. of the whole political space and pressures of all that? And for me, it's always been super easy, is uh, I know who I am, I know what I stand for, Mm And I'm not willing to compromise that for anything. Mm-hmm. I'm, and I'm not the win. Right, isn't more important than my character and my integrity. I, I'm, like I'm going to sidebar stress. here. Does do you
1: think that has a hundred percent or couldn't be done without your belief in a higher power, or God or Jesus Christ? Do you think that that is gives you that spirit to do that, or you also are you work at that? I mean, because you're grounded at a level right. that uh, most people I run into, myself included, are not.
2: Yeah. Great question. <laughs> I mean, I am who I am and who I am is someone who knows and loves God and Jesus and he's a reality in my life. And yeah. he brings me purpose and he brings me meaning and, yeah. and uh, I know who I am in him mm-hmm. and I, I'm not trying to be anything different for any, anyone else. Yeah. So that gives me confidence. It gives me assurance, you know. It gives me clarity, Yeah, Uh, gives me truth that I'm grounded on that's firm and solid and has always served me well. Uh, So yeah, it's definitely part and parcel with that whole reality. Sure, sure. Back to fun. yeah. And let me say this too. wherever. (laughs) Wherever you want to go, Mr. Parker. (laughs) (laughs) So one of the things that was super encouraging, again, because again, I wanted to do it differently. Uh, And the number of people that I heard from during the campaign and after the campaign and even on the the primary day who were texting me, were emailing me, that were jumping on our Facebook page and saying thank you that I was able to check the box with pride. I was able to feel good about what I was doing when I checked the box. That was super meaningful to me. Absolutely, and uh, and other pe- I have heard heard a number of people who who said I've never supported a political quote unquote political candidate before. I've never had a sign before in my yard. Mm-hmm. My wife and I were on a walk last night, and. Uh, went into our normal pathway and there was a couple who had two big signs on their fence, you know, which I didn't know them. Right. They reached out to us after, after they kind of learned and heard about what we were doing and researched for themselves and said, I, I'm, I'm excited about this guy. And so they called in and got two signs up. And, and so I thanked them and yeah. and they said, uh, yeah, I've never, I've never done that before. So there was something that people were seeing. There was something that people were hearing And uh, so I think the thing that uh, fell short was enough people hearing and enough people seeing. Mm -hmm. And ultimately enough people, the way I've been saying it is, you know, are we being being influenced by impressions or inspections, right? So impressions can be. Purchase right. Yes. So, how many signs can I get you to see? Yeah. How many commercials can how I? How many blurred? bots?
1: How many YouTube's pop Absolutely. up on Jack when I'm just trying to watch? <laughs> you know, a, a breakdown of the Mandalorian, yes. uh, season three, yes.
2: <laughs> and how much inspections? Right. So, I had again several people over the, the as the campaign went on. People I did not know. They didn't know me. They didn't know me before. Some went on ten eleven, and because ten eleven did a nice write up of three of us and asked us these questions. They said, "Hey, I went through it. I read through it twice, three times, and you were the guy that to me stood out." Uh, so when people did, if enough people did inspections, I think I had and would have had uh, a great chance. But it was about impressions. Yeah. You know what? I didn't have enough funds to generate enough impressions to compete with million dollar impressions that were going out. Which again I don't feel bad about, but that's just it was a learning kind of experience for me.
1: You know, and that's a that's something we have tried for two years on this show, folks, is to say, you know, quit following uh just the taglines, quit following the emotion. Uh, So to speak, do inspections, learn your candidates, learn the issues so that you can become an informed voter. I mean, that is the only way I know how to make America function in its most um, efficient way where they're, you know, simply put, whether you like it or not, our system is based on balance of power. And, you know, that's why we have all these votes. And and so you've got that's to do correct. that. And I think that that's um, I think that's well said, Stan. When you when you talk about the money piece of it as a private citizen, has it did it surprise you how much or um like I will I will say, you know, if I was king for a day, even though here in democracy, <laughs> we don't want kings, you know, I, I would like to put a cap on political spending. 100%. But what was the perspective you were getting from people, and as you move forward and and, and were involved in seeing all of this, what do you take away from that?
2: So, yeah, it, again, it's – on the one hand, we say we don't like it. People say they don't like it. On the, on the other hand <laughs> – they work. They work. Why, but why does it work? It's it works because we go by impressions instead of inspections. Yep. We don't we don't do the hard work. That's right. Right. So I had people, and this is the thing that always scratched my head. Like on my on my um, uh, social media, right? We had a company that we worked with, and so they they would place, uh, place ads in people's mm-hmm. feeds. Right? They were super basic. Sure. Gave a a, a little thimble, not even a thimble full of perspective but enough to draw you and let you sure. know you make you aware of me right beneath it was a button that said learn more like all you had to do is push the right. button and i'd get these people who would react to the post and say well that didn't tell me, me anything about you i'm like push the button
1: right like right. just
2: push the button right it gives you it'll open up a whole website and give you all kinds right. of information it,
1: you you are throwing the life preserver out yes. and it is floating right next yes. to you and you're drowning All you need to do is grab it. Just grab it. Just grab it.
2: So, so, so many people don't push the button. They don't do the research. They don't look a little deeper. Yeah. And so they just go by those impressions and impressions can be bought. And so when, when that much money gets used, you can create all kinds of impressions across all kinds of platforms. And, and so it, it works in one sense, but it doesn't work in another sense. Well, it's
1: working because as you put, people are being guided right now by, you know, clicks, by impressions, and not by just doing five minutes of inspection on issues and candidates. Yeah, and
2: that's where I feel like I did enough that most people in Lincoln by far knew about me. Absolutely. They knew I was in, I knew I was running, they saw my face around Mm -hmm. town, and so if they would have looked, and some did, again, some, those were the encouraging interactions where people said, because we do a Zoom call which we can talk about in a moment. We, we did Zoom calls, but people would jump on and say, I saw a sign. I went to your website. I was intrigued. I saw about your Zoom calls, and so I jumped on tonight. So there was enough if people were willing to move beyond just what they saw.
1: We're on with uh, Stan Parker, former Lincoln mayoral candidate, just rehashing his experience and some thoughts. A very unique campaign. Very, It's honorable, folks, and I think that's why I enjoy having Stan and want him to come in and talk. Uh, Johnny doesn't like when I've been going hardcore, but I'm not. I'm going to take this 30 seconds to remind you that, yes, allegedly Machete Man was out there stealing vans right in the middle of our great town at noon, and nobody's yet telling the truth about the 50-shot shootout in the hay market, except yours truly. But again, I can't generate enough impressions or inspections, but I highly encourage you to go out and inspect and get the knowledge that you need to make your choice in the future elections coming up quick here in May. All right, folks, Stan Parker will be back with me, 1499.3 KLIN.
0: You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 1499.3 KLIN. All
1: right, folks, we're back here. A quick little two, two and a half minute segment with Stan Parker. He's going to continue to be on all show. We're probably, well, we're not going to probably. We're going to talk to him about some of his maybe unique Not unorthodox, out-of-the-box thinking ways of campaigning, uh, Zooms, and just other things that you got yourself out there, as well as just what you've learned. But let's do a little lighter side note right now, (laughs) just because Johnny would love it. Johnny, you had a question I'll let you ask in a second, but I want to say, Stan, you get in the car and you're going to hit iTunes or whatever you listen to. What do you listen to in in the car?
2: Just to relax and chill. My Bridge Radio. What are you
1: talking Is about?
2: Is that it? Straight yes, up? absolutely. Straight up. So you go straight. I mean, you're living the dream. You're listening station. to the dream. It's a great station. What are you well, talking about? Having said that, you're not
1: a candidate anymore, so I've never asked you. So please tell the listeners what you. Do all the time, and why you're passionate <laughs> about it, and where they can go find my bridge radio.
2: Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I I founded and and had the privilege of leading a great team of talented, passionate people leading my bridge, and part of my bridge, kind of the bigger picture most people a lot of people know about is Mybridge radio okay so we cover most of the state and so here in lincoln with 95.1 is uh, our frequency and uh yeah i'm on a couple times uh in the morning a couple times a week so i i was i got on initially temporarily and uh ended up Got to be on more permanently 10 years. Well, ago. every
1: time you're in here, I'm like, I should just let Stan, maybe he'll ask me a few questions because, <laughs> you know, be awesome. you're, you're, you're doing uh, great. You've you got a voice for radio. You have a face, face for, for it too? I have it, right? a face for radio. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, where I was going with that, and I'll give you time during this break to think about yeah, it, yeah. is like for me, it's 70s hits. Hmm. So I just roll through 70s hits. I'm, I guess I'm stuck there. So that's my bridge radio. I get it. But think about that. We'll be back on with Stan Parker, 14993 KLIN.
0: Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. O, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN.
1: All right, folks, we're back on uh, with Stan Parker, and thank God Johnny's the producer. Otherwise, I'd have just kept talking off-air about all kinds of other leadership stuff. Oh, and then I would have taken over and just started talking on yeah, air. that would have been good. <laughs> uh, we were telling some good stories about sports and things mm-hmm. like that. But what we've got Stan on for is um, lessons learned from his candidacy and just ways of doing it. I know, again, to recap for the listeners – I was a little doubtful when I first met you. Um, you were very clear on how you were going to run the candidacy and the vision and your values. And I just didn't know if rubber would meet the road one way or the other. But as I observed it, I, I came to really admire how uh, you stuck with it. And you've laid that out, I think, since the get-go. Um, and to some success, like you said, one-third of the vote. Um but you also did a lot of other things that you know to get your name out there, opposed to lots of money and just the normal political things. I think people have been been accustomed to.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, so I, I engaged the grassroots, and that that word gets thrown out there quite sure. a bit. But we did. We mm-hmm. had a team of people. No one was paid. No one was a professional or had had any experience in the past in this space, and but they were passionate, excited about uh, what might happen and what could happen in the city and uh, my candidacy. And so they put time and energy and effort and really working really, really hard. And uh, so that was super, super cool. And big thank you to all of you who stood with me through this and walked with me through it and walked, knocked on doors and (laughs) all the things that uh, that made it up. Uh, our campaign.
1: Including your wife, who I ran into yes. just behind the studio out working She's awesome. <laughs> a couple of weeks before the
2: the yeah. primary. Yeah. So, and one of the things that we did was, which I'd not heard of before, it was just an idea I feel like honestly God gave me, was to do Zoom meetings. So every Tuesday and Thursday night for four months, three months, four months, we had just an open Zoom meeting. Anyone could jump on and Hear my heart, ask their questions, and so we had pretty much we had someone on every 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 Tuesday Thursday night, great interactions, uh, people jumping on that uh, again we we had Republicans on, we had some Democrats on sure. you know uh we had some you know independents on as well, and it was a super good interaction, just getting to to meet them, them be able to meet me, give them unhindered access, direct access they didn't have to guess who I was or what it stood for or I, right they had direct access and it was a great it was a what, great interaction you, that could,
1: could you recall and don't think i forgot about what do you <laughs> tune into in the car <laughs> i'll come back to that uh, i'll make sure of it <laughs> thank you johnny what do you recall as kind of the major thoughts from the people in the zooms and just as you talk to them and were there any just kind of questions that stuck out to you as a potential mayor hmm. you know just that you're like, "Wow, that's a great
2: question from a citizen hmm. that's a good question right there <laughs> <laughs> It's a good question, Jack you know the uh the and i it's funny, but the number one thing I heard the most crime no public safety no oh, roads. Roads, okay, fair, no, fair. No, seriously. Ser- I mean, yeah. again, I people were telling me when I first—that's a loaded there,
1: question to a former military I know. special
2: operations I guy. Know, I'm right? always going to go to crime, crime! <laughs> but uh, I was surprised at the redundancy of it and the intensity of it. There were some people who were just frustrated.
1: Well, I think too because of the tax, the fact that yeah, we yeah, voted for a tax, it's 100% and percent it, was part it's, of it. I'm not saying the tax. All I'm saying is it's been difficult for the taxpayer to see. The progress yeah. of that additive tax, yeah. Yeah. and I think it comes from that.
0: Yeah,
2: and that's where, to me, I go. I don't know what I'd find. You know, if I was to have become mayor and then had direct access to all the information right. and the perspective, I don't know what I would have found. So I wasn't making any promises. I wasn't going. Right. I'm gonna fix. But your that street. sentiment was huge. It was huge to the extent of again, from my standpoint, the uh, our city government is about serving us. So if there's something that's at that level of frustration and concern, then that should be one of the top concerns that we're addressing. Again, it might not mean that we can do anything faster than is happening, but it does mean we are engaging you. We're having conversation. We're hearing from you. We're answering your questions to reduce that level of frustration. So that's where, to me, I'm like going: either there's a disconnect or a disregard. Yeah. because it was intense.
1: <laughs> well, and I think I think that is just kind of modern day politics where one uh you gave open access to yourself for people to get to know you, you know, e- easy day, um you're confident to do that and I think that uh oftentimes elected politicians Do not do the feedback loop from people and where you could ease their frustration. And I'll be honest, I have tried listeners, you know, I've tried, I've tried to understand the taxing and what's going where and, and, and kind of the old nuts and bolts, ABCD. And it is very difficult. And that's where I think elected leaders could step in to ease that angst a little bit because I, I don't know, but I just know that. People feel, hey, we added an extra tax yeah. for this. I want to see progress.
2: Community engagement, right? Yeah. So there's got to be. That's one of the things I walked away with. Not just in that department, but others as well. That was a that was a real felt one significantly. But it is uh, we're so the our, our elected officials are accountable to us, mm-hmm. which means they they need to act that way. Yeah. <laughs> and part of that is information transparency, uh, and so and engagement, right? So yeah. they I just feel like the level needs to go up. Of engagement like so sure. they've got some websites that that are going on, but that doesn't uh, fulfill all the re- the right expectations that we would have as a community of knowing what's going on as you threw up a website that I, if I know about it, I can maybe find sure.
1: yeah what frustrates me is the engagement of a leader should mirror or go higher than what they had to do to get elected. Right. And it appears that leaders, no matter what mm. side of the aisle, tend to stay within their bubble loop, um, and you you don't always get that access to a degree. Well,
2: I think part of what happens is you've got to be careful to, because you get used to criticism.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, that's one of, the, one of the lessons I learned really quick in leadership is you're going to get criticized. Yeah. I still remember the first time I stepped into leadership, it was 30 years ago, and out of the blue just came this <laughs> blind shot uh, from someone that I knew and trusted. And I was like, where did this come from? And I wrote, read a book. It's called Hand me Another Brick by Chuck Swindoll. And one of the chapters was on criticism. And I was like, thank you. It normalized it for me. Let me go, no. Okay, that's just part of being a leader. You're, you're out front. You're going to take shots. Mm-hmm. But you've got to be careful because you can't just normalize and you go, oh, that's just another shot that I'm taking right. as a leader. Like, no. So I think that's some of what happens. Mm-hmm. They just get used to of receiving sure. criticism so they don't they're able to stop listening to the criticism. Right. And that's that's when it gets dangerous.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um what did you learn about yourself? First hang on, let me go back. I'm gonna this is simple. <laughs> what is your favorite band of all time?
2: Oh, of all time. Music killing me. <laughs>
1: Okay, you, you've got
2: I'll one. do um, commissioned. You don't know who they are.
1: Well, that's okay. I can go look them up. I'm learning, Stan. Commissioned.
2: Okay, but my current one, I would say, is Maverick City. Okay, Maverick Have City. Have you heard of Maverick no. City? Johnny has. <laughs> you're, t-
1: you're Okay, you're talking to a guy that absolutely, I, I got nothing. I can't hear the chords. So, I got nothing. But i look
2: them up. Maverick City, got it. Gyra. Okay. Favorite song. Okay. I listen, I've listened to it literally probably a hundred times.
1: Yeah. I got it. I'm going to trust me. I'm going to do it. I didn't know who Pearl Jam was until I said, John Cook, who's your favorite? And he goes, Pearl Jam. And I was like, I think my best friend growing up likes Pearl Jam. I mean, I'm very tone deaf when it comes to music. (laughs) It's okay. So I got it. I appreciate you answering that. What did you learn about yourself in this journey?
2: Ah, that's good. I learned about myself. You know, again, one of the things that was encouraging to me, because, you know, my leadership has always been pretty, very focused. It's never, kind of ventured out in the public square mm-hmm. space. And, uh, you know, so I've not been felt in that space in this, in the same way I was over the sure, last three, four sure. months. And uh, it was encouraging to me that people felt it. They heard it. Uh, they responded to it. And uh, so that's why people have asked me, like, what's next? Are you done? You know, I don't think so. I, th- I think yeah. I've experienced something. I think I've seen something. I think I've learned some things. Uh, I felt my leadership expression just even just and obviously I didn't lead. I just communicated leadership. Sure. Uh, And uh, the response was super positive and strong and people got it. And I felt like people were hungry for it.
1: Well, Uh, I listen, listen, the fact you came on this show and multiple other platforms and, and said what your plan was to run a campaign and you did that, that is leadership because you held to what you said you went to the grassroots and you engaged people. You created other mechanisms. People came to you. Like you said, people you've never met heard who you were. I mean, that in of itself is leadership, mm-hmm. right? And and you learn. And, and so, um, yeah, that's interesting. I mean, I think folks like yourself, um, again, and it's volunteer, um, but I think not just on this level, but a lot of levels, people like you are needed in society. No,
2: I appreciate that. Yeah. And th- let me tell you one of the things I wanted to talk about, too, today. Since it's my show. Since it's your show. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
1: it all goes on this show. Yeah.
2: Um, you know, I I talked to um, Chamber of Commerce. I talked to the pl- police union. I talked to refugees. I talked to Sudanese. I talked. I I visited uh, a mosque uh, d- during Ramadan and uh it was awesome. Oh yeah. Yeah, it was super fun meeting the brothers there. Mm-hmm. And uh so and uh, met people from other states, other worlds, other countries, <laughs> not worlds, other countries. <laughs> Seems like worlds sometimes. But all that came to Lincoln and uh, it was the there was this common sentiment of Lincoln's a special place. Mm-hmm. Uh Lincoln's unique and uh so some people were born and raised here, and they stayed because they recognized that. Some people came for graduate degrees from other states, yeah. and they were like, uh, "I'm staying." Again, literally, other countries, and they and they were saying Lincoln's as a special place. And uh, so I, I walked away. I, I went into this believing Lincoln was special, and loving Lincoln, and yeah. wanting to fight for Lincoln. And uh, I came out of it loving Lincoln even more, and seeing Lincoln through the eyes of a more diverse group of people and going, yeah, we've got something good here. Let's, yeah. let's fight for the same. And that's why, again, that's why I was a little surprised just to kind of get back on the, the election and the turnout.
1: Classic deferral from a politician right there. <laughs> <out> <laughs> <I'm kidding. laughs> I
2: was, I was surprised at, at the normal low turnout mm-hmm. for the yeah, primary. Me I, too. you know, with all that we've gone through as a country and as a city over the last three years, three, four years, I just thought people were going to be just naturally more engaged in the process because they understood the importance of what we're talking about. Right. So that that surprised me, quite frankly. I thought, now we're gonna we're gonna it's not going to be the same as. Is
1: there the any past. thoughts? I mean, I've tried to kick that one around. Are <clears throat> there any thoughts? Because I say it all the time, folks: you've got to get out and vote. I mean, if there's anything freedom provides you, even if you don't understand how important that vote is, is your engagement in the political process as an individual citizen did any thoughts on how to get that engagement from the people
2: yeah i i uh, i'm gonna pause on that one Uh, no no i think i think there's i think so again even the i look as i look at at the election and the hundreds of thousands million over a million that's got spent by now for sure yeah and to To not have moved people tells me we've got to do something different. Correct. We've got to communicate different. So, I mean, the, the definition of insanity is what?
1: Yeah, doing the same, same thing f- over and over, thinking you're going to get the same results.
2: Yeah, how could we spend different results? How could we spend this much above what we spent ever got spent in the history of Lincoln, Nebraska before and not move the needle?
1: Yeah, we got 50,000 votes. We
2: haven't moved the needle. Right. And uh, so, uh, one thing I do know is that it's got to be different. Sure. And I think, it's, I think a lot of it is <sighs> education, quite frankly. And I think people aren't. Uh, aren't Darn, not aware. I, I know they say it and they hear it. We need to elect more, but I don't think it's clicked in their mind in the way that they really got it.
1: Well, we were talking a little bit off air. And I think that, again, I know that I personally, you know, I'm admitting this, you as a radio host on the topics I do, you get drawn into that clickbait type of thing. And I don't think that long-term that's effective because people, one, already hear what they want to hear. And two, they don't go into that inspection mode or that self-study mode to then go, okay, now I know why this is important to me, my family and my neighbors. Right. And, and it takes just one more step, I think, for everybody to see things. But right now, most media, most pundits are just throwing kind of shock and awe at you. Yeah. And just like in the war that I was part of, shock and awe doesn't work very yeah.
2: well. <laughs> so we've got to quit accepting it, though. So I, so I was told when I first was stepping in, they said, I was told by several different people who had experience in this space, you need to come up with three talking points, you need to say it over and over and over again. <laughs> right. I'm like, I'm not going to do that. Like, right. it's just not like I want more depth. I want more meaning. Yeah. I want more connection. And, uh, but if you listen to two different, not just even in the mayoral, you hear, there's the three talking points, and they're saying it over and over and over again. Yeah. And then we accept that, though. Right. Yeah. And so it just kind of re- reproduces itself all the time.
1: Interesting stuff. Uh, Stan Parker, you've been on the show so many times. I want to give you a chance. Do you have a question for me?
2: <laughs> Good question. Oh. Take your
1: time. Take your time. <laughs>
2: Yeah. So, what motivates you? My, at the end of the day, what what's your deepest motivation? What gets you up in the morning?
1: My deepest motivation is that when I am dead, gone, and buried, this planet, this world, of whatever I've had an impact on, is a better place. Mm, good. And when I say that, you know, I have to focus that a little. I want people to understand right from wrong. I want A morality to be discussed or shown and taught so that people end up understanding that while there's war and while there's some nasty stuff, there's evil in this planet, um, that we have a choice in each of those uh, engagements uh, to make people smile, make people learn, and also better ourselves. So, for me if you lose the ability of what I call having traveled the world and seen and 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 frankly enjoy the diversity in this world um I want humanity to be a better humanity. Mm. I, and and that's what gets me up every day. I mean there are times you'll catch me and I'll growl at somebody um you know a little bit but for the most part I am who I am. I'm comfortable with it. I believe in engaging people and telling stories. I can't keep to a script because my experience in humanity is it's not scripted. Mm. And and so all I know is that if I can engage you and be truthful to who I am and my experiences and continue to pass it on, you know, you will pass it on and I get much more back. Than I give. I know that for a fact. And so that's what gets me up every morning, Stan. All right, we'll come back with Stan Parker, 1,499.3 KLIN.
0: You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 1,499.3 KLIN.
1: Stan Parker here just for a few minutes. You made a great quote. I really enjoyed it about the special nature of lincoln nebraska yeah. and, and how your candidacy really deepened that
2: thought yeah absolutely yeah I, it was a blast i, I loved meeting lincolnites and in all their <laughs> flavors and colors and shapes and sizes and, yeah and and, uh, and even to push deeper into places that are different than me you know i had a great conversation with benny shobe you know who's very different politically than me right. but we had numerous several couple Probably two, three different really significant I think Benny's a great man. He is a great man. He should be on the city council. I, I'm, yeah. I'm glad he's there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Uh,
2: yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, met with 11 of the 13 uh, city directors. That was super intriguing to me. Yeah. I didn't know what I would find for sure. But again, my leadership orientation, I'm like, I want to know the people who are leading our city. Yeah. Because they're the ones who are closest to the ground. Uh, leading all, all those critical departments and great interactions I'm totally I walk away again my experience going we've got some really sharp leaders in those spots so I'm I'm super encouraged actually about who's leading our city from a director standpoint
1: yeah that's great um, I'm going to expect you're going to vote conservative you don't have to say that <laughs> um, but I'm just going to expect that yeah. um, moving yeah. forward um, what do you as a hope in the near
2: term for the city hope yeah I hope we can come together as a city I hope we can you know my uh I went through the whole Lincoln thing in the last in and Lincoln was mm-hmm. neighbor like we're neighbors right? Like, before we're anything else we're neighbors and we've got to yeah. be able to do this thing together so I'd love to see us come together as a city
1: there you go come together stop being so divisive and let's just move forward and solve things for a better Lincoln amen Stan Parker <laughs> thank you
2: great to be here thanks for having me on again
1: absolutely and we made the timeline amazingly <laughs> All right, 1,499-3 KLIN.